0: Welcome back to SPO's podcast, All My Life. Uh, We're doing deep dives into lifelong discipleship. That is what SPO is committed to, is aiming at. We want to make lifelong disciples. Hey, Emma, what is up?
1: Hey, Ryan, how are you? (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm doing great. So I heard there's this thing called a fit check.
1: <laughs> there is. <laughs> why yeah. do people do that?
0: What is that about? What is it and why do people do that?
1: It's it's just the way to show off an outfit you're proud of for the day.
0: Like what I purchased from Old Navy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could like tag them, get a sponsorship.
0: <laughs> Maybe this podcast could be sponsored by Old Navy, and I would say $14 Honestly, on jeans. Honestly,
1: half of what I wear on these is also Old Navy, so.
0: <laughs> it's the only place I've shopped for 20 years. Yeah. Isn't that, did if just.
1: anybody listening has a connection in Old Navy Gap marketing.
0: Do you know, though, I've decided <laughs> I'm going to start shopping at, like, Savers. I'm even going, we're going even whatever.
1: Savers is great. <laughs> That's it my is. choice of thrift shop. It
0: is. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of great clothes, lightly used. Mm-hmm. It's a thrift shop. Cheap. It's well. It's a. It's a step up from it a is, thrift it shop. It is. Okay. They just
1: opened one near where we live. So.
0: I know. I just discovered it for mm-hmm. the first time in a hundred years, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Praise the Lord. And we are joined by Pascal. Pascal, you are here with us. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: We love it. This is great. Um, you drove all the way over from all across town. Oh, from the University Dinky town. of yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Just to be here. <laughs> Just to be here with us. We're so glad you're here.
1: Yeah, so you're a missionary at the U of M? Yes. And this is your third? My second. Second year. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Yes. Um, but you're originally back up, like you're you're from Rwanda, mm-hmm. and you came to University of St. Thomas. So yeah. how the heck did you hear about St. Thomas, just a yeah. little Minnesota.
2: Yeah, exactly, Minnesota. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Big change. Uh,
2: <clears throat> yeah, I was telling a friend of mine how like even Floridians don't know much about the Midwest, let mm-hmm. alone somebody who's from across the world, <laughs> Yeah, knowing about Minnesota. But yeah, my high school has actually a connection with the University of St. Thomas. Mm. Um, and so my university counselor recommended that I apply to the University of St. Thomas and, yeah, I got in, they gave me a good scholarship, and they have a program I'm interested in, mechanical engineering, so that's what I studied. Oh, awesome. And, boom, I found myself in the cold Midwest <laughs> in Minnesota. So
1: <laughs> different. Is it, I mean, yeah, like, how was that adjusting to all of the snow? all Because this, this winter, I just heard, was, like, record-breaking for the amount of snow we had.
2: Yeah, I think... Like, at first, when, like, the snow first fell, I was like, whoa, this is exciting. It's, <laughs> like, in the movies. And I was wearing a jean jacket, you know, like, lights, you know, like, sweaters and jackets in the first, um, like, month or so. And then it really got cold. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was not ready. Because it's just, like, between like 62 and 82-ish in Kigali, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. um. So never gets this cold. And the 60s are usually at night, so. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> so huge adjustment for sure.
1: Yeah, and here we're in negative, you know, 30s and stuff like that. Yeah, so big, yeah. Big adjustment. <laughs> Man, so it was your was your high school, Is it a Catholic high school? No. No, and they Actually, just had a connection not, to St. Thomas Yeah, still. not religious
2: affiliated, um, but one of the alums who graduated from St. Thomas a long time ago knows the founder of my high school. So, yeah, that's the connection. connection. Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, St. Thomas is obviously Catholic. So being growing up in the church in Africa and then growing up or being able to experience like the church, here, like, what do you think is something that like the church in the United States can learn from like the African
2: church? Yeah, yeah. So like church in Rwanda is Mm -hmm. just – very like culturally like different Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of dancing that's involved there is clapping that's involved um at mass while coming here my first mass at saint thomas I love Mass at Santa don't get me wrong, but I was like, this is like classical <laughs> music, like very slow. And we have a like a song of Thanksgiving after communion where everybody just like stands up and like does the traditional dancing. So we did not have that, my first Mass at Santa I was so shocked. I was like, what is <laughs> Where are the people? <laughs> yeah, but just like, I think, yeah, I've grown to love, you know, the way Mass is done here. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing, like the american church can learn from church in rwanda is like a deep trust there is like profound trust in the lord and reliance on his promises it's like Mm -hmm. yeah when they say like faith is just like the things that are not seen and believing in that and believing that the lord can is what happens in the church because yeah with like um people's um like situations Sometimes there are so many things that are so impossible, but still, they believe that God can. And I think mm-hmm. just, like, coming from a developing country to, a, like, a developed community, there is those differences. Um, We're in the developed world. There is a lot of self-reliance. Mm-hmm. While in a developing country, we, God is who we have, and we rely on him. And yes, Rwanda is, like, so developing so fast, like, technologically mm-hmm. wise. Um, but, yeah, just, like... The Lord is like amidst of everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy once, like all the stuff gets put into your life. Yeah, it's so easy to be like, oh, I can do this. Like, I can figure this out. Or, but yeah, when you're like, don't have those resources, like God becomes the only thing mm-hmm. that you can rely on.
0: Do you do you miss do you miss that liturgy that you experienced growing up?
2: Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I watch mass online. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I've heard I've heard that sometimes I mean liturgy could go it's not just, you know, 45 minutes or 55 minutes, you know, it's lengthy and mm-hmm. you know, a couple of hours depending on where you are in in the church in in Africa. Was that your experience too? Was was liturgy longer as well?
2: Yeah, so in Rwanda mass is usually 2 hours and that's like the normal time yeah. and then um when people get baptized and you add confirmation in there it's like <laughs> three hours <Right. laughs> and it's just like again that was another like culture shock i guess for mm-hmm. mass to be this short here and for mm-hmm. people to be like oh my god the homily was so long and it's like an i in 15 minutes i'm like
0: that's not <laughs> long
2: <laughs> like just yeah like i'm used to two hours i'm like anything just like under that yeah, it's
0: very it, shocking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and for folks who are listening, they, well, you 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 are such a, a compelling a compelling person, Pascal, and um, I first experienced you or actually sort of saw who you were and when you were when you would read at mass, and you have such a a gift as a lector. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone take it as as seriously and and with such earnest um, conviction how how did you how did you kind of come to approach kind of proclaiming the word the way that you do and for folks i I can't do it i i wouldn't be like an actual proclamation it's a proclamation and talk to us a little bit about i mean because everyone else no one else brings that kind of conviction so one, I love that you do it. Second, I love that you do it in the face of of what is not typical, and that would sort of keep me from doing that. Um, but you you bring such a fervent conviction in what you proclaim when you when you are a lector at mass. Tell us a little bit about how that how that kind of unfold, or is that just natural? It's just what you do. <laughs>
2: um, one, the Lord's grace, and then two other things when. Um, I was, like, being trained to become a lector at St. Thomas. Um, It was, like, my first official, like, lector training. I had done it before in Rwanda in high school, but we're not trained. We're just like, okay, your turn to read, and then you just (laughs) go (laughs) and lecture. But this... um, man was just who was training us was telling us you just have to announce every word and just be bold in the way you proclaim so people can hear and then we had this other retreat where they're explaining the different parts of the mass and how like the liturgy of the word is so important and it's jesus jesus mm-hmm. is the word you know yes. so it's just like important to highlight that part as well as jesus in the eucharist so Yeah, just like taking that to heart and like wanting the Holy Spirit to touch people's hearts as they're listening to the words of Jesus, and for Jesus, for people to encounter Jesus, a mass through the word, and just like my hope in that and my conviction, and like, yeah, my hope is that as I proclaim the word, that people actually get to meet Him.
0: Well, I hope that people out there would have an opportunity to to hear. Uh, the gift that is you uh, proclaiming God's word and I also hope that others uh, that whether it's you or or anyone else that they would experience lectors who um, don't just uh, don't just read well but they they know the one who who wrote the book and i mm-hmm. and I kind of I feel like you you know the author mm-hmm. and I think that's what really comes out you know as as you proclaim the word it's beautiful um I wonder you we have this question I have this question for you, and i'm I'm curious how you'll answer it because I think in many ways it already seems like you're you're living this kind of life. but a question that was posed to me some years ago that was really helpful and we've been I've been wanting to ask it here but uh, what would I do or what would you do? I wonder if if I was f- two things if I was fearless and full of faith, I think it's a great question to ask because I think it points to two hindrances that we so often have in life. There's, there's fear that holds us back and a, and a certain lack of faith. But what if, what if those two were off the table? What if I was fearless and full of faith? What would I do? It's been a great reflection for me. I wonder how you would answer that same question. Yeah. What would you do in life? What, what circumstances would you find yourself in? How would that play out in your life if you were both fearless and full of faith?
2: Yeah, um, I was, yeah, just like hearing you ask that question, just two things come to mind. Um, one, if I was fearless and full of faith and just like had all the resources, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will start my own organization and I would design cost-effective biomedical devices for mainly like neonatal care, um, mm-hmm. so for babies, and then I'll proclaim the word of the Lord to proclaim the gospel across like all over the world. So those two things are like things I'll do if I was full of faith, fearless and had all the resources. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. So we'll t- bring so us cool. into that first one. So where does that desire come from? Biomedical equipment for sort of these neonatal situations. Why, why that?
2: Yeah. So, <clears throat> I studied mechanical engineering in school, as we said earlier, and I, my, was it my, yeah, my sophomore into my junior year, I did this summer program internship thing with Engineering World Health, and they repaired biomedical devices in developing countries. And I was in Rwanda, where I'm from, which is great. So it was a month of learning how to oh repair wow. biomedical devices and then another month where you get sent to a hospital and then you work with the biomedical technicians to repair mm-hmm. biomedical devices. So a lot of the problems we encountered with the equipment graveyard they have that we're working on is that they do not have enough spare parts. And it takes a long time for these big companies like Siemens, Medtronic to like ship um, the spare parts required to fix these devices. So they'll be so creative in the way they repair and just, like, come up with all sorts of solutions. So it'll be so good to, like, design, actually, like, cost-effective biomedical devices where we have parts that are made in these developing countries. So I'm from Rwanda, so I'm very passionate about my country and, like, working there and developing the health system there. Um. So that will be something that I will do. And specifically, why the babies? I mean, who doesn't love babies? <laughs> yeah, just mm-hmm. like I, I really, um, I love kids and just like mothers and like healthcare and wanting to provide for them what's best out there.
0: Wow. So what's preventing you from doing that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think it takes a lot to start an organization so I need, still need experience and also, you know, get the fear out of the way, be fearless, <laughs> and then trust in the Lord's premises that actually this is something that will come about and not something that will start and then tank, you know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but actually something that will make an impact on the world, um, but especially in developing countries and communities.
0: Yeah. I, and, and again, I push you on, I'm not really pushing you on that, but the reason I... The the question's an interesting one, at least I found it in my life, because it's sort of like there's the thing I'm doing, but then there's like the thing that I would want to do if these two things were were true. And it often kind of points to this deeper desire of our hearts. And I think it's a, if nothing else, I found it to be a good question to kind of reflect on. And so that's why I ask, you know, like, and it seems like you would be someone who, who, others would get behind and, and would want to support. And, you know, you bring, again, such passion, conviction, uh, just a clear, a clear and impressive drive. Nor do I also, I don't want you to leave SPO, you know, (laughs) but not everybody's on, on mission with SPO forever. And um, so it's just, it's been a blast having you. Let me dip into the second one real quick though. You would want to proclaim the gospel around the world. Have you had opportunities uh, beyond Rwanda and kind of, you know minnesota have you had other opportunities or do you see other opportunities to proclaim the gospel around the world
2: Hmm, it's a great question no (laughs) so i've not had like other opportunities to speak other than in rwanda and in minnesota because i've been in minnesota and rwanda for most of my life um yeah but i would love to just like get to share the gospel with people who don't know the Lurie, but mm. and people who are hungry. Cause there are people, so many people hungry to like learn about Jesus and who he is. So just get mm. to share that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I know when I was a missionary, like it's, it is crazy. Like I met a girl from Canada who had never heard that Jesus died for her. And then he loved her so much. And like, yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like there are so many people in this world who've just like even never heard, like, and, the we, and we and we assume word.
0: that that's not the case. it, yeah. it is so yeah. sort of normal and a part of my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, even though mm-hmm. I came to deeper faith later, but yeah, it is so profound. Yeah. To I had that to experience never, one time yeah, as well, and, and heard it. I hope for more. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome. Um, what is one way in your life that you feel like challenged by the Lord or that he's like pushing you to like something
2: else? Yeah. Um. Honestly, like my life, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, my desires and my passions sometimes are just like, bah, like fluctuating and like all of And yeah, the Lord really just like reminds me that the steps of a righteous person are ordered and it's step by step. And that he's a shepherd who leads, and he leads where I shall not want, and besides still waters and green pastures. So just, like, the things I want to do. Like, yeah, start my own organization. I'm like, okay, so how do I do that? What are the steps? Like, do I go to grad school? Do I work? And, yeah, I want to Mm. proclaim the gospel. Do I study theology? I don't know. (laughs) So just, like, um, yeah, trusting him that, okay, it will go step by step that, if I put my trust in him, his promises are yes and amen. He never lies. He's not a man. Um, and that he'll just lead me in green pastures and still waters.
0: Preach. <laughs> I, th- I think you should just keep going. Just, you know, <laughs> preach to us here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love that. The, could you say that first phrase you said, the, the steps of an ordered man? That's, a, that's from the scriptures.
2: Yeah, the steps of a righteous men are ordered
0: where is that do you do you have the i don't know maybe that's just memorized and you don't have chapter and verse you're a good catholic right (laughs) but you have it memorized yeah say more about that's such a beautiful and powerful image how does that how does that speak to you the steps of a righteous man are ordered
2: yeah um so i just Yeah, I think about, like, my life, many things come about, actually, like, very last minute. (laughs) My friends know this. And, you know, in scripture, there is, like, many times where it says, bad God, you know? Like, it says something, I say, bad God, he's, like, the God who breaks through. And I know that he's showing me, like, everything. It's, like, one step at a time. It's, like, oh, this step, you're going to be an SPO missionary and be here, like, still be in the U.S., doing this, something you... Nobody, not none of my family members, not me, (laughs) ever thought I'll ever do. But here we are. Okay, how does that lead me to, like, the next thing? I don't know yet. But, you know, it's, like, amazing and wonderful and I love it. So it's just, like, that step. And then I'm waiting for the next step Mm. of, like, what the Lord has for me and how that leads me to him and, yeah, closer to his heart.
0: I just found it. It's from uh, Psalm, 30, oh, yeah, Psalm 37, yeah. <laughs> 23 to 24. I'll, I'll read it. It says, so the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way, implied in, in God's ways. Though he fall, he shall not be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So that's from Psalm 37, 23 to, yeah. to 24.
2: It's good stuff.
0: <laughs> so how is it that you so easily just rattle off a scripture like that? We talked about your love for the word and and it comes through your proclamation. It seems like you have a deep love for the word of God.
2: Yeah. So that's how Jesus encountered me in high school. Um, yeah. I had literally never opened the Bible till like 10th grade. <laughs> really? Um Maybe like once, I don't know, for <laughs> sure. confirmation classes. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have those early on in Rwanda. But yeah, just like Jesus uh, put these wonderful, amazing women in my life, just classmates of mine who knew the word and were like proclaiming it. And I was like, how do you guys, how do you do that? <laughs> and they're like, mm, it's not that we memorize it. It's that we spend time with it. And that was just, like, really, really, like, transformative in my own were life. Were these,
0: like, other other peers of yours or yeah. kind of older mentors? no,
2: other peers, 10th grade, same class. Thanks. Um, and I had encountered the Lord, so they were sharing the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um And, yeah, just, like, spending time with it. Yeah. Then I started re- reading it more and, like, th- through also, like, the Holy Spirit. He started making it more, not just like a story that I'm reading, but like the word of God, like tangible, like this is actually an encounter with a person and yeah, that continues to transform my life even now as I continue to read scripture. So
0: what yeah. does, what does that look like day to day? Can you give us an example of of maybe what your prayer time looks like or how, how God's word is connected to your life in a in a prayerful, meditative way, kind of day-to-day?
2: Yeah. So sometimes, honestly, it's just like a flipping. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that, I'm going to read that. And some of the times it's just like, like verses I've read in the past that in the circumstance I'm in, like the Lord reminds me yeah. of like, oh, that thing in Hebrews, you know, chapter 12, we should read it. And then yeah. I just open scripture and like read it. Um. Some of the times it's like, meditating on just, like, the words and, like, Lexio Divina. And at the time, it's just, like, reading it. And, like, Paul, like, his letters are so cool. And just being so inspired. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, this man, just like, wow. He says, like, I count everything as rubbish for the sake of the Lord. That's kind of crazy, you know? So sometimes I'm just, like, amazed by just like the letters and the apostles Mm. and the disciples. Sometimes there are crazy stories in the Old Testament that it's just like so funny to read. Well, not funny. They're kind of weird. They can be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. where it's just like, yeah, like this man who he was like uh, going to be buried by his friends, but then some people were pursuing the Israelites and then they threw him on the tomb of Elisha. And then he was revived and became alive again. It's just like crazy things like that, where you're like, "What?"
0: <laughs> Elijah was always raising people from the dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
2: just like yeah. Uh. So
0: awesome! No, oh, I love that. So many different mm-hmm. ways. So, would you say is it a part of almost every day of your life?
2: Say almost every day. And uh, our priest, Father Jake, um, shout out to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said, like sometimes we say we don't listen. To the voice of the Lord, then we're like, he doesn't speak to me. But then he's like, but he speaks through the church and therefore to Mm -hmm. us. And the daily readings have been just like, again, so transformative to like read those um, in my prayer or like before or during mass as well. So that's like another piece where I'm like growing into that and like reading what the church is reading and praying with that.
0: Right, because it's one thing. To, to just dig into what the scriptures bring to us, Old and New Testament, the Gospels and Paul's letters. But it's also kind of another layer of, of kind of what the Spirit is saying to the church each day in mm-hmm. her readings. And the amazing fact that we're all reading, universally, the same thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Isn't that profound? Yeah. I've, I, I, have, I have been so struck by that. You know, wherever you go in, in your native language, we're we're all reading uh the same the same scriptures and reflecting on it deeply together. Yeah. Well Shout particularly
1: now, like it's just the incredible, yeah, incredible stories and like Acts the Apostles and just like the crazy things that they're doing and yeah, like, you know Jesus. I mean at the you know, time of Acts is all after Jesus is gone, but it's just incredible to hear, yeah, the stories that they're doing and the ways that they're sacrificing and yeah. Yeah. So inspiring. Us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: that we can, and that year in and year out you get it again I love the the beauty of the the cyclical nature of mm-hmm. the liturgical year even the fact that like take something like Lent the church is, has has committed to every year these are things we need to recommit to yeah and it does seem to come back pretty quickly year on after year. But sometimes you're not as present to Lent. But well, there's another one coming a <laughs> year from now and a year from now. And and the church has sort of set this beautiful rhythm in place for us. I love it. Yeah. Um I'm I'm guessing you've experienced God's faithfulness. You even started to point to this earlier as you were talking about the church in Rwanda as a as different from maybe the church in America. But are there particular stories, or is there a particular story of when you personally, Pascal, experienced God's faithfulness in your life? Does, does a story or a situation come to mind that you could share with us?
2: Yeah. I'm like, where do I start? There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Pick, um, pick
0: a, a recent one or, or something that really stands out.
2: Yeah. Um, one big one that really stands out is actually like me becoming an SPM missionary. That was just like kind of crazy time of my life, and um, so like I really applied on the deadline, and like the whole (laughs) month of like January, February, after I knew the Lord was calling me to mission, but I didn't know where. It was like, so why don't we apply to SPM? I'm like, but Lord, you know, like one, I'm from Rwanda, so we gotta do some visa situation changing. Yeah, so that's (laughs) Um, complicated. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's like a long process from like a student visa to a religious visa. And then what are my parents going to think? (laughs) (laughs) Like nobody does that in Rwanda. Like nobody goes abroad, like studies, you know, mechanical engineering, and then does mission work. Like never heard of. Um, And then like fundraising. How am I going to do that? (laughs) Like I know barely nobody in this country and the culture is just so different from like Rwanda to the US. So yeah, in terms of like funding and fundraising, like people don't really like, there isn't that big of a culture of like fundraising because there isn't a big culture of doing mission work after college. So then um, I was like, Lori, this is all you, this is your project, like you gotta make this work somehow. (laughs) And so I applied. And then I got accepted. So Lenore calls me and she's like, hey, we would like to fight for a visa. I was like, what? (laughs) So one, you know, she's like, okay, you know, they want, SPO wants to fight for my visa. So that's like one of the fears I had already like in the process of being addressed. (laughs) Um, Two, I like call my parents and they're like, that's amazing. Like you can never know what you want to do in the world till you go out there and just do it. And I'm like, whose wow. parents are these? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <"Whose> check, <parents laughs> check. <are these>? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, thing. did awesome. they change them? Because <laughs> that was just, like, so surprising. But also, like, yeah, that the Lord is faithful. That when he calls, he actually provides. Mm-hmm. And then my visa took a long time to, like, come. <laughs> it was a whole deal. But when he came, it was, oh, like, after. Uh, it was, like, during the summer. But then I had to fundraise and learn how to. So it was like I was fundraising mid-semester when everybody else was doing mission work. So that was really challenging. Yeah. Um, but seeing like the Lord come through and like people, I don't even know, just like give some anonymously, some not, but like still, yeah, just like the Lord has provided so like so much for me, and He's just so faithful mm. in the way He provides. Like He addressed all three fears and. Just my life on mission has been truly transformed and like my prayer life has deepened and I know I'm like so close to the Lord than I was before. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I didn't do like corporate work right before because yeah, I'm like a different person than I was in twenty twenty one when I started. So yeah, he was a thousand percent faithful. (laughs) Wow.
0: So what advice I mean, given, given what you've experienced, you, you've been a college student recently. You've now been serving college students for the last two years. You have this incredible story of God's faithfulness, even in, in making Be a Missionary possible. And then, you know, the work itself that, that follows. Is there, if you could give one piece of advice to college students um, based on all that you've experienced, what would it be? It could be anything.
2: um yeah i think as you're speaking one thing that comes to mind is just like the story of peter working walking on water and just like the blind trust in the lord that he didn't know that this was a possible thing you know he's just is like okay you're jesus maybe it's possible for you but like what about me i'm just like normal human being can i walk on water and jesus calls him he's like okay take step one he's like Amazing. This is working. Step two. And this, you know, he's like doing it. So just like, yeah, blind trust in the Lord and trusting him that what's, yeah, exactly what's impossible to man is so possible for him mm-hmm. and he can provide Then just like breakthrough.
0: Yeah. Amen. Thanks, Pascal. Yeah. Love that. We're going to switch gears. All right. We're going hot seat.
2: Time for hot seat.
1: Emma, yeah. well,
0: what do we have over here?
1: All right, first question. if you had a warning label, what would it be?
2: Is that like so you like know. if people
1: inc- before people come up to you, it's like warning this.
2: Hmm. Say so, warning. If you need encouragement, I'll be your hype woman day in, day out. Hype man, day. <laughs> in, day
0: Warning: day You day will out. be hyped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: I love that. I am hyped. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, we yeah. feel it, right? Oh yeah, that's oh, totally yeah. true. I love that. If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Mm. Fries man, ketchup. Sign me up. Mm. What just
0: happened? <laughs> fries man.
2: No fries. With oh. mayo and ketchup, <laughs> not fries man.
0: I heard like fry man, like fries man. Got it. Yeah, fries, no. mayo, and ketchup. Really? Yeah, like
2: a mixture of mayo and ketchup. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, yeah. and then that with fries. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so fun. I love it. Um, what is your
1: most commonly used emoji?
2: You know, like that emoji that has, like, confetti coming out of its mouth and is wearing, like, a party hat? Mm-hmm. I think I use that a lot. Or <laughs> the fire emoji, for sure. I mean, <laughs>
0: totally makes sense. Hype yeah. man, holy spirit.
2: Confetti totally fire. See
0: <laughs> If you could live, last one, if you could live anywhere in the world, it could be Rwanda and Minnesota, but maybe other places. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm. It's
2: a great question. If not Rwanda... Then uh, I will live in France. Mm. France. Yeah. Do you speak French? Yeah, je parle français. Of course Mm -hmm. you do. (laughs)
0: Gosh, (laughs) Americans are so lame. (laughs) I speak one language and not that well. (laughs) Not that well. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Do you speak other languages? You probably do.
2: I speak in Rwanda and French and English, so not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like in Rwanda, most people speak that, so it's not like impressive at all.
0: Again, how many do I speak? Uno.
1: I speak like one plus like, you know, an eighth of like three. An
0: eighth (laughs) of like three.
2: What are the other three
1: that you speak? Oh, so I started teaching myself French. Oh, Mm -hmm. Duolingo. Um, podcasts actually. Yeah, full circle. Here we are. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And there's a French school in Minneapolis, so. Oh. Mm -hmm. Cool. I should check that
0: out. We love having you here, Pascal. Thanks for for joining us on the couch and dig it in today. Love these stories. Love mm-hmm. what God's been doing in your life. It's a great joy.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, You're thanks welcome. for sharing with us. Yeah.
0: So we are all over the place on the internet. We're on YouTube. We're on podcast platforms. Hope that people will will check us out, rate, mm-hmm. review, subscribe. Share
1: with your friends. All
0: those things. Share with your friends and your enemies. Mm-hmm. Your parents. Mm-hmm let go. <laughs> Thanks, Pascal.